You have influence. Discover practical tools to develop your influence and inspire a hope-filled leadership culture at this year's Global Leadership Summit. Join the live online broadcast across Canada August 6 to 7, when thousands of everyday leaders will learn from our world-class diverse faculty that will address both the challenges and opportunities of leading during these times. Tickets for the full two-day experience are $149. Register today for the Global Leadership Summit at gls2020.ca. The physical is critical. God gives us four T's, I believe, to steward. I had an old mentor teach me this. We always talk about time, treasure, and talent. We don't talk about the temple of the Holy Spirit Hmm. that we are to steward and care for. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of this book was to help people steward the temple of the Holy Spirit, not just for themselves, but as an evangelistic tool. This is a book you can give to your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, your older colleagues, because it emphasizes not just the physical, but also the relational, emotional, and spiritual. That's Dr. Walt Laramore describing with some great passion about the importance of taking care of your body, regardless of your age. Uh, We're going to dial in specifically, though, to staying fit over 50 on today's episode of Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, I so appreciate the wisdom and expertise that Dr. Walt Laramore brings to health-related topics and how he encourages us to live better as followers of Jesus Christ. And what I love most is his bedside manner. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, wouldn't you love to have uh, Walt as your family physician getting his advice and care for your family? I'm going to have to think about switching doctors. When have I been at your bedside? Yeah, I know. That, well, not yet, but Gene, I'm planning Gene on it. Gene might want to know what's going on. Bedside manner. There I don't know. Go. I think there it's hospital go. bed, right? And the fact is, uh, Walt, um, you do such a great job with these topics. You've written over 30 books. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to get up there, 20 more, and you'll be writing 50 books for those <laughs> over 50. And uh, But you've done such a great job, and you've really brought these medical contexts down to the folks who can really absorb them and, and then hopefully deploy them. That's what's wonderful about what you've done in, in many of the books you've written. So thank you for doing that. And I'm looking forward to the second part of the discussion today. I think last time, John, was a lot of fun. We did have a lot of fun. <laughs> Learning some good stuff. Sure, we'll do that again today. But uh, if you missed the uh, program last time, uh, get the download, uh, get the app on your smartphone. You can listen that way or get a hold of us if you're struggling with listening to it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, contact us if you have any questions, uh, 800-A-FAMILY. Or online, of course, we're at focusonthefamily.ca. And Walt, even though I deeply respect you and admire you, I'm very thrilled to also welcome uh, maybe even more so, my wonderful wife, Jean, back to the program. Good to have you back, Jean. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure being back. And I think for the women listening and watching on YouTube, this is all about you know women having a place at the table about health in your 50s. So I'm not going to say exactly what 50 number you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Just safely say I'm over 50. You're in the decade, and it was fun. But welcome back to both of you. Good to be back. It is good to be back. Okay, let's get uh, moving through the rest of the content, Walt. Uh, Last time we talked about the physical health, and we're going to continue some of that today, but I also want to address some of the other tire-related analogies. So first, as we uh, ask you this question, why don't you give us that recap of the four tires and the power steering? We didn't touch on that last time. Mm. And then uh, describe something that you discovered in Japan. I did study in Japan. I'm going to give it the actual saying, but it's Shinrin Yoku. 
and uh, that really is connecting with nature as part of the the health and well-being of your soul. So give us the four tires and then speak to the Japanese practice and what researchers <laughs> found. It'd be great. Actually, the the model in my own mind, I'm just kind of simplistic in my thinking, and these word pictures really help me. But to think of health as an automobile, a vehicle with four tires. And the research, I'm talking about not hundreds, not thousands, but tens of thousands of studies over the last 50 years show that there's an intimate, intricate relationship between our physical health, our emotional, mental health, our relational, social, family health, and our spiritual health. And if any one of those tires is out of alignment or getting a little bit flat, it affects the entire vehicle. You said flat, right? Flat or flattening (laughs) or out of alignment. If they're not operating as they're designed to, you will not have as long a ride as you want or as comfortable a ride as you want. And you're going to have some repair bills that you probably don't want some medical. Or if you have too much air in those tires. (laughs) Well, yeah, you'll be out of balance again because God's divinely designed us to be in balance. But of those four wheels, the critical one, the one that's connected to the power steering, if you would, is the spiritual wheel. Yeah, and we did touch on that last time, and and we'll continue to weave that into the discussion. Now for the Japanese observation. What are the Japanese doing so well that researchers were intrigued? Well, they were the first to name this. The English variation of that is forest bathing, if you would. It was just kind of a nice word picture of bathing in the forest. And it relates to our mental or emotional health. And that is that just being outdoors in nature helps every portion of our health. Mm. I mean, Scripture talks about the grandeur of the creation and how when we look at creation, we're able to see God's glory and his power. But in America, we don't get outside very much. Studies show that Americans spend about 87% of their time indoors, and an additional additional 6% on top of 87 is in a vehicle. Wow. So most of our day is indoors. Only about 7% of our time is outdoors. And yet, studies looking through the decades show that the more time a person spends outdoors, the more likely they are to get to the next decade, irrespective of their physical or emotional health. You know, it's interesting. And Gene and I, we can speak to that. We've always enjoyed camping and hiking just as a hobby and as a, a thing to do. And we've done that with the boys. But I've never connected it to a spiritual or health wellness. Um, is it really that beneficial? Gene, we were talking before about y'all's experience when you decided as a family to begin to go camping. And yes. the research is clear that families that camp together, stay together. It's kind of like that pray together. Stay, <laughs> right. We definitely got to pray because so much goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. but, that, but you've experienced that as a yes. family, haven't you? Yes, we have. The, Jim and I were just talking about this. We feel like that is one of the most important things we did for our kids was camp together. Oh, they loved it. It's so bonding. But I also want to speak to the spending time outside. And for us, Jim and I, that's easier because we live in a forest and we live in Colorado. But for me, going out on walks, I think I, I hit all those tires when Jim and I go on walks. I have the relational time with Jim. 
I'm getting outdoors and enjoying God's beauty. I'm getting exercise. And the times that I walk alone, hmm. I am spending much time in prayer. And I could, it is just so good for my soul to be outside. Mm-hmm. And I recognize not everyone lives near a forest, but I would think even, even getting out and walking around a park that's nearby, or if you're a parent with young children, getting those kids in a stroller or putting them on the back of the bicycle, just getting mm-hmm. outside. Well, Jean, so you're, you're spot on target. And the research is clear, even for our listeners who are in urban environments where there's limited outdoor opportunity, that even five minutes to 10 minutes in a park or outdoors Mm -hmm. a day has significant impact. It reduces stress, reduces fatigue, anxiety. It boosts levels of happiness. Other studies show that just that limited outdoor time boosts your immune system, enhances creativity, and helps you focus on what's most important. And you said, helps you focus on prayer. But Jim, I want to come back to something you said that just our listeners may have not heard. You said, we went camping and the boys, what? They loved it. They loved it. Because a lot of parents think, oh, if I try to unplug my kids from their television or their computer or their phone, if I go to somewhere where there's no internet connection, they're going to go crazy. And the research and experience tells us it's the exact opposite. You get to see your kids. They get to see you. And you've preached it here forever, Jim. And that's the fact that quality time with our kids, with our spouses, only occurs within quantity. Right, exactly. Getting outdoors, taking those walks, camping, does that, increases it. And you guys have seen that as a family. Yeah, it's true. Yes. So let's encourage folks in that way. Get outside. Let's turn that corner or turn that tire <laughs> and say, um, you know, going to mental health. This is a big issue, Walt. And again, you're talking about fit over 50. And we started yesterday saying, yeah, let's eat right and exercise some. But it's so much more than that. You described the four tires. One of those is the mental health issue. A lot of this can be taboo in the Christian community. Um, We are chemistry. I mean, our bodies are made up in God's creation uh, with molecules and atoms and things that are interacting with each other. You're a medical doctor. You've studied it. Brain chemistry can affect how we feel, our emotions, etc. So jump into this mental health wellness statement Mm -hmm. and try to hit all those important areas. Yeah, I think you... You're pointing out a very important fact, and that is uh, we know the four wheels are connected. So when it comes to mental health, if we have relational issues, it can affect mental health. If we have spiritual issues, it can affect mental health. The church has, has known that. It's done a really good job of concentrating on that. But we can have physical issues that affect our mental health. And it can be neurohormonal issues. It can be medical illness issues that change our chemistries and change how we act and feel. And so stress, I call it sadness, stress, anxiety, and depression, the three most common mental health disorders that are in the developed world. And so how can you recognize those How can you recognize their origins? And then how can you find good counsel and good treatment? When we look at what people are fearful of as they age, the number one thing now isn't cancer. It isn't debilitating arthritis. It's not trauma. It's losing my my mind. It's the Alzheimer. It's dementia that people are, are truly frightened of. And when we look in the world of supplements, we see people spending 
hundreds of millions of dollars. And the studies are clear that there is not one. So far, there is not one that works. The only thing that these supplements will do for prevention of Alzheimer's dementia is thin your wallet Mm -hmm. and line someone else's wallet. Mm -hmm. But irrespective, what can you do that works? And mental stimulation is one of those things. The five health habits we talked about yesterday, about not smoking and exercising daily, moving daily, and getting your weight down, all affect your mental health when it comes to Alzheimer's, uh, volunteering, building healthy relationships. All the things we've talked about actually reduce your risk, even if you have a genetic form of Alzheimer's. Doing some of these intensive lifestyle changes reduces that risk. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Suppose you were to call Deeks Insurance and discover that over the past few years, you've been overpaying on your car insurance premiums, thousands of dollars that could have gone into ministry or be spent on your family. It's more common than you think. Stats confirm even the insurance companies that have taken the most dramatic increases retain 85% of their clients. Not because there aren't alternatives, it's consumer apathy. Call Deeks Insurance at 1-800-240-5283. DeeksInsurance.ca As families continue to self-isolate because of COVID-19, the need for the gospel of Jesus Christ is needed in our homes now more than ever. That's why Focus on the Family is providing a free four-week trial of the Adventures in Odyssey Club where families can listen to the full Odyssey library of over 800 episodes, daily devotions, and more. The sign-up process is easy and no credit card is required. In addition, we have just released a new online streaming service called Focus at Home. Focus at Home brings hours of biblically-based, family-friendly entertainment created by Focus on the Family. Movies and audio adventures, readings of best-selling children's books, biblical lessons straight from the Holy Land, and more. Best of all, this will be free of charge during the COVID-19 crisis. For more resources to help your family thrive in these uncertain times, please visit FocusOnTheFamily.ca. That's FocusOnTheFamily.ca. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Well, you mentioned volunteering. I don't want to miss that. It was subtle. Uh, What's the benefit of volunteerism? Well, especially volunteering with a spouse or a family member because you get the family health, you get the relational health. But we are designed, we're divinely designed to give. We are commanded to give. And we give of our time, our talent, our treasure, and our temple of the Holy Spirit. But when you look at the research, whether it's sociologic research or mental health research or physical research, people who volunteer, who give of themselves, always, almost always will say, I'm gaining far more than I give, whether it's financial giving, treasure, or giving of time, of volunteering somewhere. What we can learn of others, how we can serve others, how we can love others, and how we can be demonstrable salt and light Mm. to people. It allows us to cultivate relationships with people who we may never meet any other way. And it allows many of them, some of them, to see Christians in a light they've never, ever seen before. And I, I, in fact, I have a Uh, I volunteer at a local ministry, and I work alongside another physician who 
is just as liberal as can be. I mean, <laughs> our our political beliefs and some of our social beliefs are just diametrically opposed. But he says, you're the only Christian I've ever met that I actually like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't because of a sermon. It was because we were in the trenches working together. Sure. And he saw something different. And I remember telling him, I said, I so appreciate you sharing that because there was a day that you and I would have been not recognizably different. But what you've seen tells me that God's changing something inside me, and I appreciate that. Other benefits, it reduces stress, risk of depression, keeps you mentally, physically active. As we've talked about, expands social connections, boosts self-esteem, gives purpose to life, less risk of isolation. It goes on and on. Well, I can't wait to retire. (laughs) I'm going to volunteer. It's a a biblical principle, loving your neighbor. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And And we actually have a a portion of a chapter on retirement. (laughs) Right. I mean, there's research showing it's healthy. There's research showing it's not healthy. And we... Dr. Bishop and I sort of dissect that, but the bottom line is whether you retire or not, if you find something God has called you yeah, to do. You give to it. And that you can give yourself to. That helps all of your tires. That's the difference. Yes. And let me give a shout out to a wonderful volunteer group that we have here at Focus. A lot of people don't realize that, but we have volunteers who work here at Focus. They come in. Um, some of them volunteer every day. And uh, I'm so grateful to them. And they have a beautiful attitude about coming in. And I, you know, we keep tabs on how much they contribute to the ministry. I think now since the volunteer program started many years ago, we're approaching, I think we're approaching like $10 million of wages saved because of that volunteer activity. So I'm tipping my hat to everyone here at Focus who volunteers and, and encouraging people. If you've got time and you want to come here during a certain season and you know, pitch yourself somewhere near focus and come in and volunteer. I'd encourage you to get in touch get with in us. Touch. Um, well, the last couple of minutes here, let's move through maybe a little more sensitive issue. Uh, in marriage, you know, for those of us that are together as a couple, hopefully celebrating our 40-something anniversary, our 50-something anniversary, uh, it's that issue of physical intimacy mm-hmm. still occurring. We don't want to miss that. How critical is that? I think as you get older, you think that probably doesn't happen much. But <laughs> what do you talk about when you encourage uh, filling that tire full of you know, intimate air? <laughs> well, the research is interesting because as women go through menopause, a significant portion, their libido actually goes up. They're Sexual aggressiveness goes up. Their summit goes down. Summit goes up. For those up. over 50. Over 50, wow, yeah. Wow, interesting. So there's a variation. The, the tables can flip, if you would. But I remember uh, Jerry Jenkins, our audience will know the author, co-author of the Left Behind series. Uh, Jerry's not only a novelist, but he's a biographer. And he wrote the um, biography for Billy Graham. And as such, he went and actually stayed with the Grahams in Montreat, North Carolina. But both Billy Graham and Ruth Graham at that point in their life were severely crippled. Billy was bedbound and Ruth was wheelchair bound. But at one point during the day, Ruth was being rolled into Billy's room to visit. And Jerry said, do you want me to leave? Do you need a few minutes? And he said, no, no, we just have a, a few minutes together. And she rolled over and they just held hands. They just held hands. Mm-hmm. They looked at each other's eyes and they didn't say anything. They just held hands, and it went on and on and on. And then Ruth bent down and kissed his hand, and he touched her forehead, and she rolled out. And Billy said, this isn't in the book, but Jerry says that Billy said, that is physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. 
And what a testament that that physical touch mm. till the end becomes critical. And so we address that critical issue and talk about some of the individual ways that you can deal with that. But I'm glad you brought it up, Jim. No, and, and again, it's one of those taboo subjects that unfortunately the church we don't really talk about, and therefore it can get unhealthy rather than in a God-centric orientation, very healthy. And that's the point of mentioning it. And you talk about it in your book. Uh, finally, Walt, we're right down at the end here. Um, I think this is a good place to end, and that's on the, the idea of thankfulness um, mm. as an ingredient to our health. You know, you look at what's going on in the culture. You referenced it yesterday. A lot of anger, a lot of bitterness. And it just seems in our culture that has so much. And I've traveled the world. I've been to about 70 countries with focus on the family over the years. And poorer countries seem to have so much better grasp on joy and contentment. And you come back to the Western world and the U.S. leading that, where we have so much materially, and yet... Um, in one study I saw, 40% of our children are suffering from depression and anxiety. So in a, a country of so much, how are we so empty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this is a great place to land. Even Oprah would land here. Because <laughs> okay, good. I she, guess that's a compliment. She has gotten into this idea of gratitude because the research on gratitude is stunning. I remember the very first study that I saw, it came out of the University of Michigan, and the researchers there were looking at, they took three different groups of young people, and they randomized them. One-third of the group, they said, at the end of each day, when you're getting ready to go to bed, we want you to keep a, a journal, and we want you to write down five things that you are unhappy about, that you're angry about, hmm. that uh, an injustice today or something that was wrong. Write five things that you w- basically want to grumble about. Yeah. And then think about that for a few minutes before you go to bed. That was the second group. They said, what we want you to do at the end of each day is go through and think through the day of people you've met and compare yourself to them. How are you better off than them? Or how are they worse off than you? The kind of the jerk Jeez. factor, if you would. Write those five down and then think on that. And then the third group, they said, write down five things you're grateful for. Five, <laughs> you know where this is five, going. You know where this is going. Five blessings that you had that day. And then each day, don't repeat them, do new ones. And they followed psychological and physiologic monitoring. Within three weeks, the benefits of the grateful group started to rise, and it continued all six months through the study. Both physically and mentally. And physically and mentally, even like Emotional. cortisol levels, measures of stress, Blood pressure levels, wow, blood yes. sugar levels, weight improved. Jim, you may want to begin a, a <laughs> I'm gratitude. I'm really grumpy. I'm having a good. I can't even gratitude. think of five things I'd write down. <laughs> but the gift of gratitude and being able to be grateful to our Father in heaven, yeah. and to be able to be grateful for everything that He has brought to us. My belief is that everything that He allows or everything that he causes is for His glory and our good. Yeah. We just have to look through to find out. Not why is it happening, but God, what are you doing? What are you trying to teach me? I've got my grumpy entry ready. That terrible cheeseburger treated me so poorly today as I ate it. Although it tasted good, it was very rude to me. Gene, I'm noticing a victim content (laughs) thing going on here. Well, many years ago, I was a part of a prayer group, and uh, it was actually Deb Mennery, who started using... Who used to... Her husband, Tom, used to work here at Focus. Yes. Great, great couple. Yes, a good friend. And she started using 
it's an ACTS acronym for prayer, and it's um, adoration and confession and thanksgiving and supplication. And and uh, she demonstrated starting prayer with thanksgiving. And I probably, like many people, would maybe thank God very quickly and then launch into my request. So I had to really train myself to do this. It was mm-hmm. starting a new habit. And thanking God for his character, for his mercy, mm-hmm. his grace, his peace, his, his sovereignty. Yes, and then his creation. And really spending several minutes thanking God for his character. And we can all do that regardless of our circumstances. And not only did that revolutionize my prayer time, but it really helped transform Mm. me into a more grateful Mm. and thankful person. Well, I bet it helps you understand the command that that God gives us in Philippians 4.4, that we're to rejoice always, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Why is that command there in the midst of the storm? If you find gratitude, if you find blessing, the research shows that you're going to benefit physically, you're going to benefit emotionally, feelings of well-being, feelings of happiness and blessedness rise up. Even your ability to cope with the storms improves when you can begin to look for, God, what are you doing here? How are you changing me? How are you glorifying yourself? And it's made a difference for you. Absolutely. Well, Walt, you said it well these past couple of days, and I would encourage our listeners, uh, get a copy of Walt's wonderful book, Fit Over 50. These are simple things that we can apply to have a better health perspective, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of the tires Mm -hmm. on the vehicle. You've done a wonderful job, Walt. And Gene, thank you. I think people are going to write in and say, we want more of Gene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So plan on being here more often. But uh, it's been great to have you with us. Well, Jim, thanks to Focus. Um, Barb and I, as a young couple, newlyweds, uh, newly in the faith and new parents, our lives were transformed by the by the biblical principles that focus on the family has always espoused. And it is an incredible joy and yeah. a great privilege to be able to give back a little bit. But thank you for what you guys And I appreciate do. that. Dr. Dobson did a great job laying the foundation in, and our goal is to take it forward and keep mm-hmm. applying it and hopefully reaching younger families yeah. to do the things that they need to do to have a healthy perspective and a godly perspective. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Well, we want to make sure that you get a copy of Fit Over 50 and uh, that we serve you in any need you might have beyond uh, this particular topic. We're here to serve, and our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459, or stop by our website. That's focusonthefamily.ca. Please, uh, if you can, make a donation to Focus on the Family. Jim, we need uh, the support of friends who are listening right now and watching. It's so true. I mean, uh, the lockdown, the shut-in, whatever we want to call it, the pandemic, you know, has pulled down some of the giving, and we get that. We know that 40 million people are out of work. But if you can support Focus, maybe you haven't. You've listened for a long time and just haven't thought about it. Now would be a great time to support the ministry. We are donor-funded, and uh, we would deeply appreciate your support right now. And once again, our phone number is 800, the letter A in the word family, or online, we're at focusonthefamily.ca. Coming up next time, Sheila Irwin is mom to the filmmaking Irwin Brothers and offers a lighthearted look at parenting. People used to say, is there anything that you would have done differently with your boys? Only two things. I would have been the perfect mother, 
and they would have been the perfect children. <laughs> and that did not happen. That did not happen on either count. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.